Good afternoon, Tuscaloosa and Internet World. Good afternoon. I hope you guys are having a wonderful Wednesday. Welcome into the Joe Gaither Show right here on Bama Central, on BamaCentral.com, a part of the BamaCentral.com broadcasting networks. I am Joe Gaither. You are the listener. We appreciate you hanging out and joining us on Spotify, on Apple Music, on Audible, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, really wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate you jumping in and joining us today. Tell a friend about the program. Any Alabama fans or anti-Alabama fans might be uh, something that might, they might be interested in. Just search up the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central on any of your platforms and it'll pop right up. As always, I want to invite you to jump in and follow me. Join the show on Facebook. You can follow me at Joe Gaither6. Send me your comments, questions, queries, and complaints right there on the social media. Excuse me. Uh, right there on the social media machines. Uh, we're going to have, hopefully, a fun show today. Before we get into it, let's tell, tell you about our other uh, Bama Central Broadcasting Network podcast. We've got our friends Blue Collar Unplugged uh, with Matthew Gibson, Blake Byler, and Jacob Pickle. And we've got All Things Bama with Katie Windham and Austin Hannon. Uh, I know our Blue Collar Unplugged brothers just put out a new episode about Grant Nelson and about Javon Quinterly. Uh, those guys put out a new episode, I think, earlier in the week. So I encourage you to check out Blue Collar unplugged right there. So yesterday, if you missed the program, we want to thank our friend Kendall Hollowell for joining us on the show. Kendall Hollowell of the NFL Network, we spent most of our time talking about the uh, Alabama quarterbacks in the NFL. And so that was a fun conversation. If you missed any of that, you can jump in on it on YouTube, on any of the, the podcasting platforms that we've already outlined. Now for the rest of the week, today you're stuck with me solo, but for the rest of the week, I'm going to be joined by Mac Hereford tomorrow on the program. Mac Hereford for former Alabama wide receiver and now social media superstar. He was uh, part of the Coach Saban era in the late, the late 2015, uh, early 2020s. Uh, so he was, what, 2016 to 19, I think, 2016 to 20 uh, on the roster. So we look forward to catching up with Mac Hereford uh, tomorrow. We're going to talk all things Alabama football, really lay into and specifically get into this wide receiver room with Mac Hereford tomorrow. And on Friday, we're going to be joined by our friend Hunter Johnson. Hunter Johnson, you know, Mr. Twitter Machine, the, the the Gump Twitter King. You can find him on Twitter at Burner L Johnson. I'm sure you're all following following uh, Hunter already, but we look forward to catching up with Hunter Johnson on Friday. We're really going to do kind of a year in review and kind of set up 2023-24 uh, at the capstone with, with Hunter Johnson on Friday. So what are we going to do today? What are we going to do today? Let's see. I got a kind of a light list today, so I appreciate everybody jumping in and, and joining us. It might be a, a little, bit, little bit of a shorter show today. But we're still going to have as much fun as we can, and we appreciate everybody who's watching us on the various platforms. Okay, first, let's start with a serious topic. We'll start with a serious topic. We'll move into Alabama Alabama stuff, and then we'll get real, real light and easy at the end. Okay, the serious topic, heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, uh, heartbreaking story yesterday coming out of the SEC. Awful. And I just want to extend... My own thoughts, I know Alabama fans, I know the Alabama nation wants to send our, our, our uh, condolences to the Arkansas nation. Ryan Mallett, if you didn't see it yesterday afternoon, reports coming out of uh, the Destin area uh, that Ryan Mallett was, unfortunately, uh, Ryan Mallett passed away yesterday. Ryan Mallett drowned, drowned in a riptide current, uh, was among 10, 12 people or so in the riptide current, and it seemed like, uh, it seemed like Ryan Mallett was the only one 
who uh, who succumbed to the mat to, to to the rib tide. Now, terrible, terrible tragedy. Uh, just another reminder to be careful on the beaches. But look, we we want to remember Ryan Mallett for being really a, a, good, a, a real good football player in the SEC. No, he was zero and two against Alabama in two thousand nine and two thousand ten. But come on, who who was beating Alabama in 09 and ten? Really, nobody. Ryan Mallett was. A, a, a real good SEC quarterback, a real good SEC quarterback who turned himself into a third round draft pick, uh, found himself into in, on NFL rosters for several years. Let me let's see. He was with the Patriots, the Texans, and the Ravens from 2011 to 2017. So six years in the NFL, and now he uh, he was co- coaching in Arkansas, high school coaching in Arkansas. Ryan Mallett, just a couple years older than I am, so just a, an absolute tragedy, uh, awful story yesterday. We want to just. Encourage you all to be praying for Ryan Mallet, the the, the Mallet family, um, obviously the, uh, the the program, the the players that he's coaching. What a terrible, just awful tragedy. So we want to start off the program just uh, in a serious note by by uh, praying for Ryan Mallet and and really praying for the Arkansas family. I know that rivalry is pretty heavy, and rivalry always, you know, we we, we enjoy uh, we enjoy the fun sides of rivalry, but really we are all SEC brethren, and you hate to have anybody. God, anybody lose their life way too soon, way too soon in, in, a, in tragic fashion. So, Ryan Mallett, we're praying for you. We're praying for your family and everybody who was involved in yesterday's tragedy. All right, so let's talk about let's let's uh, let's talk about actual Alabama news. Let's talk about actual stuff that's going on with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yes, Miss Julian, I echo your thoughts. Condolences for everybody. Terrible, terrible situation. Uh, we had just a little bit of news come out today. Uh, a little bit of news that we can react to today. Let's see what is. Hey, everybody, happy June. Happy June it is. The ACC and the SEC Challenge. Uh, the ESPN released the opponents for Alabama for the ACC and SEC Challenge. If you didn't know, it's going to be the first year of the ACC SEC Challenge. And oh my gosh, it's going to trip me up. I so much. I so want to say SEC ACC Challenge. I want to start with the SEC, probably because that's the uh, conference that we love. But uh, it is being branded as the ACC SEC Challenge, and the opponents are all set and announced. The ESPN has put them all out uh, earlier today. Let's see where, where did I, I literally which, which tab did I leave them in? Uh, <laughs> oh, dumb Joe. Uh, okay, Alabama is taking is taking on Clemson. Yeah, that, that's uh, there we go. There's there's my. Whole list. taking on Clemson. The men are taking on Clemson here at home, while the ladies are going to NC State. Uh, and really, okay. First reaction, boo. First reaction is a big boo, big boo to you guys at ESPN for pairing us with Clemson. Um, do I, you know, and. Okay, we'll play anybody that you line up against. We don't care. We will play anybody that you throw out there. But we wanted to play somebody cool. We wanted to play somebody fun. We wanted to play somebody with prestige, with marquee next season. We don't want to play Clemson in a random game. Like, yes, it will be at Coleman Coliseum. Very fun. It'll be uh, It'll be the closing game of the Tuesday night session, the first session, November 28th. It'll be at uh, 8.30 p.m. I, I'm assuming all these times are Eastern. Uh, it's listed at 9.30, but I'm assuming all those times are Eastern. So it's going to be right there, 8.30. We will close down the night of night one. And I, I'm assuming we're going to have a great crowd and everybody's going to be into it. And I'm assuming we're going to beat the brakes off of the Clemson Tigers. I know, I know. The last time at NATO it's played Clemson, you lost what sixty-four to fifty-six in twenty twenty over at State Farm Arena in the middle of the COVID year. All right, whatever. 
I am not really, you know, did, did it stink? Yes, it did uh, to, to lose to Clemson in that fashion. But they're not a marquee program. They're not a, a fun ACC program. Come on, ACC, SEC challenge. You should be pairing up your elite programs in each conference, especially as, as each conference has, uh, you know, the top end of each conference is, is very, very good. So what do, what, what do we notice as you look at the, rest of, uh, at the rest of the matchups? Yes, they matched up Tennessee with North Carolina. They matched up, with, they matched up Duke with Arkansas. Uh, they matched up Kentucky with Miami. All right, those were my first three picks. I wanted, uh, I wanted Alabama to be matched up with Miami just off the rip just because of uh, the John Ruiz and kind of NIL battles that have gone back and forth between Alabama and Miami. And, and, and you know, Miami winning the league last year uh, or in, in going to the Final Four, you want to play last year's Final Four opponents. I, I do. I want to challenge ourselves in that way. I know the team is going to be a lot different at Miami this season than it was this past year that, that they made the Final Four. But they've got marquee and they got prestige. But it stinks. You've got really the three programs in the ACC that are leading the pack in obviously Duke, North Carolina, and I think Miami is is a safe bet to say that they're right in there with them now at that po- at that point. Alabama should have gotten one of those teams. Alabama has won four SEC championships, SEC championships in the last uh, in the in the last three seasons. Like we are the mar- the marquee of the SEC. Okay, I know you want to look at historically, of course, Kentucky is the, the be-all, end-all. And, and we, we don't want to take anything away from Kentucky. I know Kentucky has played a lot of North Carolina and Duke over the last several years in the, in the Calipari era. I understand that, that, that those matchups have, got, have, have become commonplace. So that's why, you give you, uh, that's why you give Kentucky Miami. You match Kentucky and Miami in that fashion, I'm cool with that. And I'm even cool with giving Tennessee one of Duke and or Arkansas, or uh, excuse me, giving Tennessee one of Duke and or North Carolina. Sorry, I've got all the graphics right there in front of me, and I'm thinking I'm trying to keep it all straight. Uh, I understand giving Tennessee North Carolina or Duke. I do. Tennessee, they've been one of the better programs over the last couple of years. Didn't they win the SEC tournament uh, two seasons ago in, in between the two Alabama seasons? I, look, Rick Pitino has, has had his program operating at, at, at a very high level. You look at what happened this past year. They were top 10 team most of the year. Uh, they, they were uh, top 20 team th- throughout the season. So, like, look, I, I get Tennessee gets one of the marquee programs of Duke or North Carolina. But why? Why are you giving – I mean, Arkansas. Why are you giving Duke and Arkansas? Why are you giving Arkansas one of these premier programs? I, I, I'm sorry. I, I got a big issue. I got a big bone to pick with Arkansas getting one of the premier ACC programs over Alabama. All right, I know Arkansas and Musselman's gone to the Elite Eight, what, now twice, I think, in, in, in his short tenure at Arkansas. And I know Bud Walton Arena, and I know Arkansas and those fan bases and Walton family and Tyson Chicken, they're spending all kinds of money. I know he's manipulating the NIL and manipulating the transfer portal to his will. But who has won in head-to-head matchups? Who's been a better program uh, since Nate Oates has been been, been in charge? It's been Alabama. It's been Alabama. And and so uh, I feel feel disrespected in in this fashion. I feel disrespected when you give us Clemson or when you give us Clemson. If you're not going to give us, if you're not going to give us Miami, North Carolina, or Duke, okay, give me Notre Dame. Give me even Florida State has some basketball prestige. Uh, Leonard Hamilton has had them have has had them really uh, operating at a high level. Yes, they had a, ba- a bad year this past year, but Leonard Hamilton's been a great coach at Florida State. Or give me Virginia. Give me Virginia. You know the per- perennial number one seeds and then loses. But Virginia, that's a per- that's a prestigious program in, in in the ACC. Clemson is just so meh. 
Clemson is just so afterthought. It's so, uh, you know, what are we going to do here? I guess these, let's pair up some football rivals, I suppose. I don't know. It seems like the, it seems like the, ACC and SEC Challenge, the, uh, the the schedule makers, the people who kind of set up all the matchups, really just said, hey, who's going to play Kentucky, Duke, and, and, and uh, North Carolina? Let's make those pairs, and the rest of it, we don't care. LSU's playing Syracuse. Syracuse would have been a fun matchup. I know Jim Beheim is gone now, but Syracuse is getting, it would have been a fun matchup. I'm just not into playing Clemson. I'm, I'm just not. I would have loved to have had Notre Dame come. I would have loved, loved, loved to have had North Carolina or Duke come into town. I would have loved Miami to come into town. There were some winning options that the that, that the schedule makers could have done for really for, for, for this event. Uh, but they, in my opinion, failed at least from the Alabama front. Now, will will I still be at the game and will I still cheer for it and will I still enjoy it? I absolutely will. I'll be at the game and we'll be covering it right here on BamaCentral.com. I'm man Blake Byler. All of the Blue Collar Unplugged boys will be all over all things basketball. But just just kind of a letdown. We're, we're looking forward to today's news uh, as the week got going. And we were looking forward, I was looking forward to hopefully hearing that Miami would be Alabama's opponent. I uh, was hoping for a Duke or North Carolina consolation prize, but to end up with Clemson today, I feel like is a pretty big letdown. Yes, I know. They were third in the league last year. They finished third in the regular season standings. They missed the NCAA tournament. They got bounced out, I think, in the first round of the NIT. So, like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't really feel like it was great. It was great matchmaking from the uh, from the powers that be. You you look at what the the histor- the history between what had been the uh, Big Twelve and SEC challenge. They they did a great job uh, year in and year out, kind of matching the Big Twelve and the SEC with tier by tier by tier. Yes, we often saw Kansas and Kentucky play, but that's kind of the way that goes. The two premier uh, programs in, in the two leagues. But you saw Alabama get good matchups. You saw Alabama get respect in those matchups. Now, I will reserve my judgment just a little bit, as it is just the first year of this event. I hope the I hope the ESPN kind of evaluates what ends up happening, because I think you're going to end up having a lot of lopsided matchups. You look at Florida State, they're going to beat the brakes off of Georgia. You look at, uh, I, I, I think if you look at uh, Virginia, they're probably going to beat the brakes off of Texas A&M. Will Auburn beat the brakes off of Virginia Tech? Probably. Like there, there, there's, you're probably not going to get. You're probably only only going to get three real good games with your Kentucky, Miami, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Duke, Arkansas. So I am a little bit disappointed as the news comes out today uh, that the ACC SEC challenge is set. Now on the women's side of things, uh, you know, not, not as much intrigue for the women's side of things, but Alabama ends up. Oh my gosh, I made a mistake. Alabama ends up playing Syracuse. Alabama is, uh, ends up with Syracuse, uh, and, and they will go to Syracuse on Thursday, November 30th. Uh, I actually read that uh, graphic wrong. I thought that said NC State. Uh, that is uh, wrong. So Alabama is going to play Syracuse in the in the SEC uh, in the ACC SEC Challenge. So the men are getting Clemson. The ladies are getting Syracuse. I'm sorry. I thought it was NC State. I'm uh, going to correct that right now. Uh, uh, so yeah, the, so that'll be a fun, and yes, that'll just kind of set up the new season as um, as everything's falling into place. What do we know so far about Alabama's basketball schedule? The the non conference the conference schedule is out, or at least the matchups are out. The dates are not set, but the schedule is out. Uh, 
for the non-conference, our boys are taking on Indiana State, South Alabama, Mercer. We're playing Ohio State and then either Oregon or Santa Clara down there in Niceville, Florida. We've got Clemson locked in, Purdue up there in Toronto, hated rival Creighton, and then we're going out to Arizona uh, uh, to play Arizona in Phoenix, Arizona. So it's going to be a great schedule. Once again, NATO is really putting screws uh, to the schedule makers, and I think NATO is, look, I love scheduling up. I love scheduling up because I think you ch- you challenge your guys before the SEC, before the SEC schedule gets here with Purdue, with Arizona, with Ohio State, with Oregon. You challenge your guys ahead of time in the non-conference era, uh, and I think it really pays off dividends once you get to conference play, and I think it really pays off dividends well, when, when you get into, into tournament play, into postseason play. Uh, so I love Nato's philosophy. We're going into now year number four, I believe, year number four of his scheduling philosophy where we are scheduling the best and brightest, hardest opponents that we can. And I love it. I think I, I think it just adds intrigue to this Alabama program. Look, people who are trying to you're trying to add you're trying to add fans. You're trying to grow the fan base right here in the Alabama you know niche of the world. You do that by putting Alabama on big stages, playing these big games. And I love 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 what head coach Nate Oates has done uh, over really a four year period. Hey everybody, happy June. Hey everybody, happy June. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going with Alabama basketball. Uh, one more topic on the basketball front. Alabama's Grant Nelson. Yes, now officially Alabama's Grant Nelson. Uh, Grant Nelson takes to Twitter today and basically pins a goodbye letter to uh, to North Dakota State. He also tells Joseph Goodman, uh, tells Joseph uh, – uh, he, he, he tells uh, Joe Goodman, yes, 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 yes. Uh, here we go. Uh Jeff Goodman, excuse me, Jeff and Joseph Goodman. Uh, Jeff Goodman, he tells Jeff Goodman of Goodman Hoops that uh, Grant Nelson did tell Jeff Goodman that he's going to Alabama. And then not a couple of minutes later, uh, Grant Nelson takes to Instagram and writes a uh, big old goodbye letter to North Dakota State. And here's, here's what he had to say to his former school. Dear North Dakota State, as I prepare to embark on my new ch- on a new chapter in my basketball journey, I want to take a moment to express my deepest gratitude to the place that has been my home for the past three years. First and foremost, I want to thank the coaching staff who believed in my potential from the moment I set on campus. Their unwavering support, mentorship, and dedication to my development, both on and off the court, have been truly instrumental in my growth as a basketball player. They pushed me to new heights, challenged me to suppress my own expectations, and instilled me in the values of perseverance, teamwork, and discipline that will forever guide me in my future endeavors. To my teammates, you have become my brothers. The countless hours we spent together practicing, sweating, and striving for excellence have created bonds that will forever endure. Your unwavering support, trust, and camaraderie have been the fuel that propelled us to victory and helped us weather the storms of defeat. I'm forever grateful of the moments that shaped the, the, the shared moments of triumph and the lessons learned through adversity. Thank you for being part of my journey and making it unforgettable. Lastly, I want to express my heartfelt appreciation for the teachers, fans, and the rest of Bison Nation. You have supported us through thick and thin. Your unwavering loyalty, cheers, and encouragement have been the driving force behind our success. From, from the electric atmosphere in the arena to, to the heartfelt message, of support, you have made me feel a part of uh, feel like part of something bigger than myself. I will carry the memories of our shared moments and warmth of your support wherever I go. 
North Dakota State, you have given me more than I could ever imagine. You have sh- shaped my character, honed my skills, and instilled me in the values of hard work and determination. As I build, bid for farewell, I do so with grateful heart, knowing that I am leaving behind a part of me while taking with me the invaluable experiences, friendships, and life lessons that will forever guide my path. Thank you, North Dakota State, for the incredible journey. I will always cherish the memories, and I am forever proud to have been a bison. Grant Nelson. Signed, Grant Nelson. All right, so uh, he's basically officially letting the North Dakota State fans that know that he's gone, and he has let Jeff Goodman know that he is coming to Tuscaloosa. So everybody who was worried for the last couple of weeks about, oh, no, you know, he made his announcement, and then we didn't really see, or people reported, and then there was no official announcement behind it. Uh, Grant Nelson is elephant. You are a Crimson Tide. Grant Nelson, welcome to Tuscaloosa. And yes, NATO still has two scholarship spots uh, open to him after the Javon Quinterly departure er- earlier in the week. But I think Grant Nelson, oh look, Grant Nelson, you get him in here, he's going to be one of the pivotal players on this Alabama team in 2023-24. I think it just speaks to NATO's ability to just always pivot, always have a plan, always re- I mean, Nate, his, his bag of tricks is endless. His bag of tricks, especially in the recruiting game, is unbelievable. So, look, welcome Grant Nelson. I cannot wait to see you in a Crimson Tide uniform. Let's get some photos. Let's get you having a photo shoot. Put that stuff on social media so that we can salivate over that. I cannot wait to see what Grant will do this year. And I think the Alabama basketball team is really going to surprise some people. You saw... Uh, some re- reaction earlier in the week from Javon Quinterly's transfer out that had many people projecting Alabama to drop from a top three team in the SEC to, you know, seven, eight, nine. And look, I recognize that Javon Quinterly's departure is not like a great thing, uh, but I think that NATO's is going to respond. And I think to drop Alabama to seven, eight, nine in the conference is absurd just because of Javon Quinterly. I think it, it speaks to um, a lack of understanding of what Alabama and what NATO's have done, what he's brought in uh, through the transfer portal. I'm really, really excited about Aaron Estrada and Latrell Wrightsell. I'm really excited now about Grant Nelson. So, look, I think if you are counting out this Alabama basketball program, this Alabama basketball team for 23-24, I think you're, you're uh, foolish. I, I, I think that's a, uh, not a very smart decision. NATO has proven that he's going to try to squeeze as much juice. He's going to squeeze as much juice out of the rosters every year, year in and year out. I think he has squeezed out uh, as much production as he can. Now, last year, uh, look, you want to go past the Sweet 16, you do, but you take the two SEC championships and you take all the accolades and combine it with all the hurdles that came into that were involved in last season. Look, I love the direction that you're going, Coach Oates, and continue. Keep it going. So looking forward to 23-24. I think if you're counting, if you're putting Alabama preseason 7-8-9, you're going to feel foolish at the end of the year when when the Tide is still competing for an SEC regular season and probably a tournament title. Hey, everybody. Happy June. Hey, everybody. Happy June. All right, happy June it is. Let's see, I only have one, two, three. I got three more. I got three more short topics to get into tonight to, today on today's program. Two of them sports related, one of them not sports related. Let's talk about the Alabama sports related topic first, obviously, and then we'll go into something different. Okay, so we are 66 days. Welcome, count them down. We are 66 days away from Alabama kicking off against MTSU, the Blue Raiders, coming into Tuscaloosa on what, September the 2nd. 
September the 2nd, 66 days away. And you can go ahead right now and read about it on, on BamaCentral.com. My man Austin Hannon has already started the early opponent preview. We've got it working right here on BamaCentral.com. I know everybody has gotten a team assigned to them. And so I want you to check out uh, I want you to check out Austin Hannon's work right there on BamaCentral.com. And we preview Mississippi State. Look, I was trolling around some, uh, some, some radio yesterday. I was trolling around some other media outlets yesterday. And I heard a lot of talk about Texas. And I heard a lot of talk about we shouldn't be worried about Texas first. We should be worried about MTSU. Well, first, look, look what? There's a there's truth in both of those. There's truth in both of those sentiments. There's truth in both of those thoughts. I will cut to the bottom line. Alabama, we're going to beat Miss MTSU. We're going to beat the Blue Raiders, but that's not really that's not really what the MTSU game is about. And you know that as Alabama fans, you you realize that. Look, you're going to beat MTSU. You're probably going to walk into the game as a 28, 34 point favorite somewhere in between in those ranges, 31 and a half, if I had to guess, just right off the bat. Huge question marks. We all know huge question marks at the quarterback position for Alabama. Will it be Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson? Will it be Tyler Buckner or one of the true freshmen? I, um, I've been vocal. I've been uh, been, been in the Jalen Milrow camp. I think he will win the job, and I think he will hold the job throughout the whole season. I really do. Um, and, and, and barring injury, I'll say that barring injury. But Austin Hanning takes to uh, takes to to BamaCentral.com and writes the early season preview for MTSU. So what can we expect when the Blue Raiders come to town in 66 days? Well, you can first expect an air raid offense. Uh, you, you're going to see Rick Stockstill throw the football around. Quarterback Rick Stock or head coach Rick Stockstill throw the quarter throw the football around. Uh, and and really, MTSU had, had a pretty good little year last year. MTSU 2022 football season. Let's see, they had a good year last year. They ended up. Uh, Yes, sir. They had an eight and five, and they had a couple big wins, did they not? Yes. All right. So they beat they beat San Diego State. In, they beat San Diego State in the Hawaii Bowl. They ended up beating FIU. They ended up beating FAU. They beat Charlotte. They lose to LaTeX. They beat UTEP. They lose to Western Kentucky. Oh, they get their breaks beat in by UAB. Go Blazers! Uh, but want to let you know. Look, week number four last year. MTSU went to the University of Miami, went to the Mario Cristobal's, the Fighting Cristobal's, and beat the Miami Hurricanes. They beat them 45-31. So, like, this team is not going to be, um, you know, I, I don't know the, the intimidation factor is going to be quite as high for this team after coming off last year going to uh, Colorado State and winning. I know Colorado State, not very good. Uh, but they went to Colorado State. They went to Miami and won two big wins. Now they went to UAB and the Blazers beat the Brakes 41-14. Uh, to 14. So, I think you're going to see a pretty comfortable Alabama win. I do. You're going to see a comfortable Alabama win, but that's not what it's going to be about. What it's going to be about is the quarterback play. How secure are you in the quarterback play? Now, look, MTSU is not going to challenge you like Texas will. It's not going to challenge you like Tennessee or A&M or LSU will. MTSU is so, – so, so, so it's not going to be a great look. If Jalen Milrow goes out in his 15 of 17 for 210 yards and two touchdowns and one rushing score and 60 like – if, if he looks amazing against MTSU, I just don't know if we can uh, make sure that it carries over. I don't know that we can uh, firmly say that that will carry over against Texas because – the quality of opponents are very, very different. But you still, regardless, want to see a strong performance. Last year, remember, we had we brought in Utah State. 
Utah State would beat them 55-0. to zero, And lots of people were saying, oh, goodness gracious, the Utah State game is going to prepare Alabama for seeing the air raid offense, for seeing uh, the running gun, for seeing Steve Sarkeesian's offense out there in Texas. And I think conceptually, I think conceptually it did. Now, the talent level is vastly different, vastly different last year between Utah State and Texas. And this year, it's going to be vastly different between MTSU and Texas. But look, I think that you're, you really want to see Alabama play as well as you did against Utah State. Alabama put on a pretty good game against MT, uh, against Utah State last year, beating them 55 to nothing. Yes, the defense, you know, they played into your hands a little bit because they were throwing the football, making it a little easier to to you know keep go three and out, stop quick, make Utah State have quick drives. I think you're going to see the same sort of thing this year against uh, MTSU. MTSU is going to be starting quarterback. Uh, it's going to be starting quarterback. Let's see. I I, I learned his I learned his starting I learned his name earlier. Nicholas Vadio Vadio. Uh, Vadio is is his name. That's not that's not how you say his name. Let me rewind this and hear it. Vadiato, yes, that's what it's. Nicholas Vadiato is 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 how you pr- pronounce the name. And Nicholas Vadiato, he's been on uh, the MTSU Blue Raiders team for three years now. I believe he's a rising junior. Let's see. I believe he's a rising junior for the Blue Raiders. Let's see. It appears that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had about he had started five games in twenty uh, in twenty twenty one as a freshman, and then he he really sat a lot of last year as a sophomore. And Chase Cunningham is is has left the starting position, so Vadiato Nicholas Vadiato will be kind of taking over the Blue Raiders offense. And he's you know he's he's had some good games, but the problem is for Vadiato he is he's lost their top three pass catchers. MTSU's lost their past three. Their top three pass catchers from from last year, but you bring back a Frank Pre- Frank Peasant, uh, a top running back from last season, 775 yards, nine touchdowns on the ground, a nice little receiving threat. I bet you you're going to see Vadiato check it down to Peasant a million times over. So, for Alabama fans, when you're when you're looking at this game, when you're going to the MTSU game, when you're when you're giving away the tickets to uh, your friends who aren't able to go or, or who aren't able to go to the bigger games or aren't able to afford the better games, I think you're going to enjoy this game. I think it's going to be a nice warm up. But I caution you. I don't know that it, you know you can beat you can beat MTSU 55 to nothing like you beat Utah State last year. I don't know that it's going to tell you a whole lot about. About this team, I don't know that it's going to tell you a whole lot about what this team can be the rest of the year, and I think that's probably a, a college football problem because you know you go back a week or two ago when we were talking about uh, splitting up the college football, uh, splitting up college football into tiers. Look, you, MTSU is not playing on the same tier as LSU, uh, Texas A&M, T- Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, and, and so I don't really know what it. What it offers you, what it offers you, playing teams uh, that are that are tiers below you. Look, you can beat MTSU a hundred to nothing, and Texas is still going to come in to tell, to Tuscaloosa the next week and give you a heck of a ball game. You want to play well against MTSU, and obviously Austin Hannon outlines that you want to play a clean ball game and end up with no injuries against MTSU. And I think yes, you're absolutely right. Austin's article is great. Please read it on BamaCentral.com. That'll get you ready, uh, get you more familiar with MTSU, a team that I didn't know a whole lot about until uh, Austin wrote wrote his piece today. Thank you very much. But look, I just don't know that playing the Blue Raiders. Prepares you for playing Texas. Prepares you for playing A and M. Prepares you for playing the rest of your SEC schedule. 
Um, will I enjoy the win and will I enjoy probably what will be a strong performance? Yes. And you want to see Nick Saban get a lot of players into the game? Sure. You want to see guys get confidence for the next couple of weeks? Yes, absolutely. There's just the, the talent disparity between the MTSUs, the ULM and Rose, the UTCs, the, 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 those uh, types of programs is just way different. So I just don't know that, you know, what, 10 years ago when we were scheduling these cupcake games? Yes, I think you probably were getting a little something out of them. Lately, I think you're getting less and less year in and year out. And because of that, I'm very happy that you're kind of moving towards uh, moving towards scheduling all Power 5 opponents. Golly, that 2024 schedule looks so much fun, and I cannot wait for it. Now, we will enjoy 23. We will. But that 24 schedule looks like week in, week out, just uh, drama and hell and fun and just juicy intrigue in the 24 schedule. So that's going to be fun. So if you want to read about MTSU, re- read about Nicholas Vadiato, excuse me, Vadiato, and uh, Nicholas Vadiato and them boys. Let's see, Rick Stockstill is, is their head coach. You can read about them on BamaCentral.com. And I want to encourage you to do that as we will be previewing each of Alabama's opponents. I know Texas will be the next preview that comes up, I think, in the next couple of days. And we'll be looking forward to that right there on Bama Central. So I am looking forward to continuing to learn about all of our opponents as we look forward to covering this Alabama 2023 football season. Hey, everybody. Happy June. Hey, everybody. Happy June. All right. Two more two, two more topics of the day. One more sports topic and just one more just, uh, you know, off the wall. Here we go. Uh, this one's not uh, not Alabama. If, you, if you're done with the Alabama stuff, you're welcome to jump on and, and take off. We want to encourage you to listen to us tomorrow. We will have Matt Careford join us tomorrow, Alabama wide receiver, and Hunter Johnson, uh, Bernard L. Johnson, Twitter, basically Nostradamus for, for Alabama on Friday. But let's, let's close down the program with a topic on, look, have you seen these Larry Bird headlines? I don't know if you guys are basketball fans or not, uh, but I, I love the game of basketball, and I got to give a quick shout out to my father's favorite player, Larry Bird. Larry Bird, uh, legend, Larry, obviously Larry Legend, heck of a trash talker, just an amazing player, amazing shooter. I got a bone to pick with Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, what are you doing, my man? He says, oh, if Larry Bird played in today's NBA, he'd be playing in Europe. I'm sorry. Look, look, look. I, I did not grow up in the Larry Bird era. I, prom- I I acknowledge that. I did not see see him with my own two eyes playing basketball. Uh, I do trust my father's opinion. I think he has a very critical eye. Uh, look, Larry Bird would not be in uh, Europe. Dummy. Would, 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 would Magic Johnson be in Europe? Would Magic be in Europe? That's the question. If Magic wouldn't be in Europe, then Larry wouldn't be in Europe. Those two guys transcended the game and raised, really, the, the profile of the NBA tenfold. Due to their rivalry, of, of course, but due to their greatness, due to their just sheer nature of what in the world did I just see in Larry Bird? Like, look, I know that you, there's a popular take and a popular opinion that the players who played in the 50s, 60s, 70s, they're all plumbers and, you know, they're all plumbers and truck drivers. And sure, a lot of them had side jobs. But the upper echelon of those players still could probably, I mean, at the end of the day, they're still high level athletes. Yes, athletes have gotten bigger, stronger, faster. I fully, fully acknowledge that. That's why I think LeBron is one of the most amazing athletes we've ever seen in our lives. 6'8", 260, going down the lane like a freight train, flying through the air like a, like a jet or liner. Like, unbelievable. But look, Pistol Pete, goodness gracious. I do see his highlights on, on YouTube. And you better believe he could play, he he, he play in, in the NBA these days. It's, it's, it's absurd. And Dennis, look, I know Dennis Rodman, always known for making absurd comments, making, fun, uh, you know, off the wall, colorful comments. 
right, I, look, Dennis, you, you missed the mark here. You missed the mark here. Larry Bird, I know, look, did you just watch the NBA Finals? Did you watch the Finals like I did? Uh, Nikola Jokic is the incarnation of, is the is the uh, evolution of Larry Bird. Is the, you know, we, 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 you know, we, we see, it's the Darwinism effect of Larry Bird. A couple years, a generation or two later, you go from Larry Bird to Nikola Jokic. And look, I know Bird had bad knees here and there. He still could play in the in this day and time. Uh, you, you put Prime Larry Bird on the court, I, I think you'd have 30 uh, – there's 30 teams, yeah. You'd have 30 NBA franchises trying to sign him because uh, I think he'd be a strong asset right here in the NBA. And look, Rodman, yeah, you're just trying to make some mm, – uh, you're trying to be funny, I'm sure, trying to make some headlines. Good job. You made some headlines. Well done, man. Okay, last topic, and it's not sports-related at hey, all. Happy June. I want to uh, just show a big appreciation to my man, James, uh, my cousin, James, uh, and, and really to uh, Oak Mountain Amphitheater and Pelham last night. We were uh, up in uh, Pelham last night watching Matchbox 20 and just an amazing time. Uh, amazing time. Uh, just appreciative of being up there in Pelham, up there at Oak Mountain Amphitheater, loving uh, some music and really loving Rob Thomas and his work with Matchbox 20. So really, that's what I got into last night. Uh, we are in the doldrums of summer. We're in the slow periods of summer. Look, MLB, Major League Baseball is basically the only uh, sport, active sport that's going on right now. It's Major League Baseball, it's transfer portal, and it's recruiting. And unfortunately, after some of the transfer portal rules, transfer portal news, you know, you, you, only, you have the set windows, transfer portal slowed down, slowed down from last summer. I'm looking forward to recruiting ramping back up. I know we're in the dead period right now. We just hit the dead period on Monday. But I have feelings, I have whispers, I have thoughts that Alabama is about to see a bevy, a bevy of 2024 uh, recruits commit to the Alabama Crimson Tide. I think the Tide's only up to eight commitments so far this year, uh, so far in the 24 class. And I think you're going to see Alabama jump up from eight to, you know, 12, 13 here pretty soon. And you're going to start to see this class fill out. Now, as far as recruits go on my show, I've reached out to half a dozen, and we're trying to get some on, get some of them on the show. I know I had a comment commenter asking for Jaron Stevenson. I've reached out to Jaron Stevenson's head coach, uh, the, the basketball the basketball commit, the early enrollee. I've reached out to uh, to, to all, really everyone in the in the twenty four class who is committed uh, to the Crimson Tide. Just trying to see if we can make some connections and get them onto the show. If we can, we're going to bring them on, and we'll be proud. We'll be thrilled to do that and promote it right there on our social medias at Joe Gaither 6, really on all our social medias. So as we uh, wrap it up today, as we wrap it up today, I want to say one more time, thanks to my cousin James. It was a great time last night up in Pelham, the, Mount, the Oak Mountain Amphitheater, watching Matchbox 20. Uh, I was poo-pooing on the SEC-ACC matchup. Terrible, terrible uh, draw for Alabama. Not in, not that we got a bad opponent, just there's no there's no juice. There's no fun in it. There's no fun in playing Clemson basketball. It's not like getting matched up with Clemson football or something like that. Like, there's no... Uh, you don't get me going this morning with that news. Now, what did, what did get me going was Grant Nelson officially making uh, his announcement, telling Jeff Goodman of Goodman Poops and uh, going on to Instagram and saying goodbye to North Dakota State. So Grant Nelson is officially, he is in route. He is moving to Tuscaloosa. He's going to be here very, very, very soon. We also hit on MTSU just a little bit. We got early season opponent previews right there on BamaCentral.com. My man Austin Hannon already working on that for BamaCentral.com. I got to go back and correct an article that I put out earlier today. The Alabama women are taking on Syracuse, not NC State, in the ACC-SEC Challenge. So I got to go back and correct that here in just a minute. 
want to remind you again, we'll have Mac Hereford join us on the program tomorrow. Mac Hereford, Alabama wide receiver, 2016 to 2020, I believe. So he's going to have a great experience here with the Alabama program. We're going to talk to him about quarterbacks. We're going to talk to him about the Alabama wide receivers and really just about what he what he's up to as he is always busy, busy, busy on the social media machines. And then we'll, we'll hear from our friend Hunter Johnson on Friday. So it's going to be a, a packed next two days right here on the Joe Gaither Show. We appreciate all you guys for watching us on YouTube for listening on Spotify, watching on Facebook, on Apple Music, on Audible, everywhere that you can get your podcast, You can find us right there, The Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central. Big thanks to Chris Walsh for putting us on each and every day. Go follow him at Writing Walsh on the Twitter machine. For you, the listener, I'm Joe Gaither, and this was another edition of The Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central.